The lost are forgotten prayer. Years ago, I prayed a specific prayer. And truth of the matter be told, I forgot about it. But every now and then, that prayer would spark back up in conversations. I would like this. I would like that. And it's ironic of the things that I specifically prayed for. And the things that I have spoken out of my mouth. And the way that things have began to manifest now. It may have taken some odd 18 years for those things to manifest, come to pass, or even be put on the surface in my life. Oftentimes, I've discovered that when we speak things into existence, we don't always know when it's going to manifest. We don't always know what's going to happen when it does manifest. I remember growing up in high school, my girlfriends and I, we began to talk about boys. And the boys that we had talked about and the things that we wanted in a man, a characteristic for when we graduated high school, was what we saw in high school with our current boyfriends or a boy that we liked or someone that we wanted to pursue a relationship with. Nevertheless, once we graduated high school, those characteristics changed because some of us went off to college, some in the workforce, and others into the armed services. So we began to meet different men and older boys, and our characteristics began to change. And I remember being in college, there was this one guy And I call him to this day my college sweetheart because he was the most honorable man that I had ever met, even though he had a joking side. But our relationship was one that was different. We could talk to each other. We could pray with each other. We can laugh and joke with each other. Now, the funny thing is this. Although he and I remained friends, our other classmates and college friends thought that our relationship was more. Why? Because they always saw us around each other. You saw one, you saw the other. We had the same classes. I tutored him. He tutored me. And in our spare time, we were together. If that was the perfect relationship, that was the perfect relationship. 
But as we left college, he went one way, I went another way. Years fell apart until we stumbled across each other on Facebook. Of course, our stories changed. He's married, I'm married. We're both doing life. But a specific prayer that I remember praying when I got in college and when I met him was that I want a man, a husband, and I'm very specific, one that loves God more than he loves himself, one who is the true head of the house, one that knows to be submissive to God, one that can cover his household in prayer and cover himself in prayer, one that can lead his family to Christ or lead his family to church, a man that can serve in church. Now, there are some other things that I pray for also, one that knows how to have a good time, have fun, wine me, dine me, you know, take me out on trips. It's not just about the, the, the physical part of it and the mental part of it, but there's a spiritual side of it too. Sometimes we get so caught up and wrapped up in what a person can do, do, do for us physically, how they treat us mentally and emotionally. So we forget about that spiritual being because you can be in a relationship with someone and they're doing everything physically, financially, mentally, and emotionally, but that that spirit part is not together, then you're going to have trouble. You're going to struggle and it's going to be hard to come up and come out. Now, there is room for change, and the person can gain that spiritual side. But I'm saying all of this to say that sometimes the prayers that we pray, we tend to forget about them, and we often think think that they get lost. And I had to remind myself of this. Sometimes they're not forgotten, because God doesn't forget about your prayer. It takes time in his time for those prayers to manifest. You see, the prayer that I prayed some odd 20 years ago, after I had my daughter, I dated several guys. They could have given me the world. They could have taken me around the world. Um, There were some whose mothers did not accept the fact that I had a daughter out of wedlock. Um, And that just did not work for me. If you're going to accept me, you're going to accept my daughter, who did not ask to be born, but I chose to have her anyway. There were some who thought that because I had a kid that they could get, you know, maybe more kids out of me, but that was not my mindset. I shifted my mindset because I actually wanted to Become a better person. And one way that you feel that you can be better is by marrying what you think is your soulmate. But throughout the course of the years, I've realized that sometimes people have to let go. (coughs) Excuse me. They have to let go of certain things and certain people in order to get where God is trying to get you to go. As tough as it seems and as hard as it seems, I got that understanding on my 20th class reunion. Two classmates, both married, 
one other classmate engaged to be married. The fourth classmate in marriage, but having problems. So the two classmates that had been married, they were divorced. And I mean, they had been married for years, like at least over five, ten. They remarried to someone else. And I remember hearing one of them say that they believe they got it right this time. The third classmate who's married, who's in a relationship, having trouble, on the fence with her marriage, shared some things that opened my eyes as well. That when she was done, she was done. She wasn't doing it anymore. I can agree in a sense. Because when you've put up with so much foolishness and so much hell, that when it's done, you don't want to do anything else. The fourth classmate who is engaged to be married is taking all of this information in. But yet we're telling her that everybody's relationship and everybody's situation is totally different. But my two classmates who divorced and remarried, I look at their lives from the past and I look at their lives now and I see such peace and such happiness in their lives, knowing that everything that they prayed for, they got the second time around. Sometimes God doesn't give you what you need on the first chance. He'll give it to you on the second chance. Because sometimes when that first thing happens, we rush it. And we choose to rush it so that our lives can be complete. We don't look at it and say that, oh, God, I want you to complete my life and wait on him. We want him to complete our lives, but we want to speed up the process. Sometimes the prayer that we pray, we feel is lost or forgotten. And God says, you are not forgotten. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I've heard your jokes. I've heard your plea for help. And if you just give me time, not your time, but God's timing, there will be a way out or things will get better. So trust and believe that the prayers that you pray, they're not lost, they're not forgotten. God is saying that, hear me, that I'm working on your behalf. You just got to give me the opportunity to work it. Stop trying to be me. Stop trying to be God. Stop trying to put your hands in the pot. Because every time you stick your hand in your pot, you get burned. God says, stop all of that. He says, wait on me. Be still and know that I am God. When he says be still, 
That means be still. Stop moving on the situation. Only thing you need to do is pray. He's got it. He's going to handle it. He's going to work it out. Not when you want it to work out, but when he sees fit to work it out. 18 years later, who would have thought a prayer that I prayed would now come to life, be sitting at the table in front of me. The opportunity is knocking. What shall I do?